Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. How's this for my God Talk Friday voice, Brandon? Is that too much for you? Sounds a little creepy, quite honestly. Too much for you? I don't, ooh. You don't like it? It's a God Talk Friday. All right, everybody. Happy Friday from the Smarticle Podcast. Here's your five seconds aside. That doesn't work for you? No, I feel everybody, everybody feels like they need to take a shower after that. It's disgusting, dude. Happy God Talk Friday, Brandon. It is a God Talk Friday, so we do want to try to keep ourselves centered on what we're talking about. Let's not get too far off the rails like you like to do, Larry. Let's not, no phone sex. Let's not talk about you and Paula Christofferson or whatever her name was. Let's just keep it G-rated, family-rated. And if you would, a uh, reminder to you to not use any of the bad words, the F word, the P word, sometimes you use the Y word. Let's not go with that one as well. I- the Y word. <laughs> I'm going to know what the Y word is. All right. All right. Our friends at the Center for Action and Contemplation are currently in Lent, Brandon. Currently yes. in Lent. They're going yeah, through currently. a series. We're all currently in Lent. Good. Life as a spiritual journey. Today's topic is called Shifting Priorities. Here's a smidge. The journey of life is absolutely a sacred journey, but we don't know that when we're younger. We often don't want to think about life in terms of a sacred journey because we don't know for certain where we came from. And we don't know for certain where we're going. As we age, we begin to take into account what really matters in life. Things like family, relationship, love, commitment, and service to others are what matter. When we start focusing on those things, it no longer becomes just a church phrase to say or do something to do. Working with others really warms our heart. Leading with love changes who we are. Last part. The journey is absolutely sacred because we are not just flesh and blood. We are also spirit beings. And what other kind of journey could a spirit being take except for a spiritual journey? All right. This makes perfect sense to a 50-year-old white guy who's lived a little bit, Brandon. Totally get it. Here's the deal. How do I convince my Fortnite-obsessed 14-year-old son that life is a spiritual journey? That is a great question i'm not sure that the reverend dr barbara a holmes who wrote this little missive really addresses that i, th- I think that i i don't know i what you know that, was but my, my point is this when you're 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 young and focused on the first half of life because that's what you need to succeed and yeah. live and roar talks about that all the time about the fact that in the first half of life we're building our tower i think that we can it, you, to answer your question how do we teach our 14 year old that we have conversations around what is important to us. They may not understand it, but I re- I think back now about things that my mom and dad talked about or or did, you know, at the time I was like, huh? But now I look at it and I go, I get it. I get what it. What would what would 50 plus year old Brandon go back and say to 14 year old Brandon to help that person with their spiritual journey? Uh I I would definitely tell 14 year old Brandon that's a different thing, but I I would tell Brandon he was loved and safe. That's what I would tell him. That that's uh, for me. Mm. Now, not everybody's going to be. Not everybody had the mm. loss of of that. But for me, that's what I would do. I've thought about that a lot. Like, what would I do? And, and so, it's very important to me as a father that even when my daughter's just being a total, total punk and not doing what she's supposed to be doing, and that happens a lot, as all kids do, I tell her all the time. Even when I'm, I'm like, you know what? No matter what you do, no matter how lame and you are, 
I'm still going to love you. There's nothing's going to stop me from loving you. And I think that I'm just trying to get that point across to her so that when she gets to an age where she starts to kind of obviously move out of the house, become her own person, become an adult, she's going to ask these questions. We all do. I think that what, what Dr. Holmes talked about that I really, really like is the fact that we can deny it. We, we can say whatever we want. There's no proof otherwise per se, but we are spiritual creatures. And one of the things that's interesting about the human being is that if you do one of those like electrical, like they could test our electric, our body's made up of electricity basically. And when we die, our electricity goes away. So it's not like your aura or whatever, but they can actually look at it on machines. We are, we have electrical impulses that go to our brain, our heart to make things go. I think that is in some way what the spirit is. So being in touch with, if everything is electrical, if you will, right? The plants, the animals, the earth, everything, we're all sort of coming from that same source. Then that's an important thing to recognize. Larry, you okay? Larry dropped his. Well, I'm his just waiting for you to land the, the plane. Whenever well, I've landed, land I think that people that are listening can appreciate that while you throw your tennis ball around. But my point is, is that you can deny that we're spiritual creatures all you want, and that's fine. But at some point, you'll wake up and go, yeah, maybe there's something to it. I hate to do it. Oh. But I'm going to do, do it. it. Back do in it. the Serengeti, it just seems like oh, there was oh, oh. more space in room for spiritual moments than there are today when I've got the carpool and work and wife up my yin yang. I don't have time. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, bro. When you're when you're getting up in the morning and you're going out and trying to find enough food to feed your family for the day, they they had very little time. But what they were better at than we are is they were more in tune with the world around them, the physical, natural world around them. They had to be in tune to it, right? You have yeah. to be in tune to what the birds are doing and the animals are doing because there's danger out there. You have to be able to find water and food and all those things. So that, to me, that is, in a sense, being in tune with the creator. We're not in tune with the creator in that way. So we have to force ourselves to be in tune with the creator. Let's go to the Wayback Machine. Me and you were in a group together at one point. Mm -hmm. We were. And we did a book on the sacraments. Yeah. And what I loved about this. Dean Palmer? Dean Palmer, right? Dean Palmer book. Yeah. And the sacraments are just basically making holy spiritual things out of normal everyday things. And the church, we've the church ruins everything. But, <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, but the idea of baptism and birthdays, baptism. like making spiritual big constructs out of everyday things, is a good thing because that's what spirit Ab absolutely. And I think that one of the the we call part the liturgy in a church, the liturgy, the things that we do, like taking those everyday normal, like the, the Eucharist, is taking a simple wafer. And, and it symbolizes something much bigger. Wine symbolizes something much bigger. In my church, they do incense, and that's about the Spirit, right? Sort of inviting in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, through smoke. We often see that referred to in the Bible as smoke. So I think that there are those everyday things that are that can be done to take everyday things and make them spiritual. And I think that's what she's kind of getting at, is that in the first half of life, you're sort of worried about how you're going to pay your bills. In the second half, you realize, you know what? Doesn't really matter all that stuff. It'll take care of itself, but I really need to tend to my soul. I think that's what she's after. It is a shame that if you're a very busy mother of one, two, or three kids, and you're driving around, and you're working, and you've got a thousand things on your mind, that you can't enjoy the spiritual journey of literally just in that carpool, in that moment, enjoying kids having a conversation, laughing, listening to a song. It, it, I'm, I'm not saying that in a judgy way. I'm saying that in a sad way. 
Yeah. And I think that's what she's talking about is that that's why it's a discipline. The discipline is saying, slow down, think about what you're doing right now, as opposed to think about what you have to do. There are mo- now, realistically, that's hard to do. There's lots going on, but you probably could take one minute. So maybe you have, an, and that's one of the reasons why the liturgy exists because it removes our need. I, I've always thought this was a hard thing where people got to make up prayers, right? They go into church, they got to make up prayers. They got to be fancy and they got to say the right words. And let me think about it. There's something about pre-done prayers that for a long time I was like, oh, that's boring. But now I really get it because I don't have to think about it. It's a prayer that I can say and I can engage it at whatever level I want to engage it at. And that's the same thing about this. I can engage that car ride in any way I want to, if I am practical about it. Like I say, hey, when I get into the car, I'm going to I'm gonna take one moment. Maybe it's only 30 seconds. I'm just going to concentrate on the, the gratitude of having the car and the gratitude for my kids and whatever that is. I guarantee you're going to be better off for doing that. I probably should know this because she's going to get with my son, Trey, when they're older. Your daughter is eight, Maple? Eight. She's eight. Yeah. You're right at the crux. I mean, you can pick her up. But you can't like do like you. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder. That is that I at one point I could pick my kids up and I mean, I look at these pictures and they like the, that was this spiritual moment to be able to hold your little person like right yeah. there. Yeah. It's it's interesting. We my wife, my altruistic do gooder wife has taken in this baby for a couple mm. months here to help her out. Right. Hey, and uh, no, the we're on the street, by is, the way, you've mentioned this little baby uh, for five two, days in a row on the Smart no, podcast. No, like two shows. Cause somebody no, re- it's five in a row. I've been, okay, whatever my point, their point to this is very simple. I don't remember. We've talked about this a lot. I barely remember my daughter when she was really little anymore. And you know, you, you see babies, you're like, whatever, but having this little baby back in the house is like fascinating. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Now I remember that baby smell. And, Ah, uh, I didn't, I mean, I was so caught up in it at the time that I just didn't, I don't feel like I got to be able to take the time to really appreciate how beautiful it was. I mean, when this baby's like laughing or giggling, I'm just like, man, that's freaking awesome. I love it. I feel like I'm happier now with the little baby things than I was before because I was so worried about doing it right and all this stuff. So my point being is, is that taking time, if maybe it's with your children right now, you're like, oh, I remember when they were little. Well, you know what? You still got them in your house take every day and say, Hey, I'm just kind of grateful. I got these three kids here and let's have some fun together. Maybe we'll play a board game, do whatever, and just enjoy the moment. I no me. Unlike you, no, unlike you, whatever. You could just pick up your little dog, chin chin and be like, Oh, this is cute. <laughs> I loved, I love Rosie. Rosie See? makes me so happy. I can't even tell you. She's, she's probably one of the highlights of my life for sure. I love my little dog. All right. Well, this is my sacred journey doing the show with you, Brandon. So I'd like to thank oh. you for joining me in my spiritual journey today. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Larry. 